I'm Bruce Trujillo from the CPR Performance Studio, and today I'm joined by Murder by Death. They're on tour in support of their eighth studio album, The Other Shore. We're going to dig a bit deeper into the concept album, how it was made, and the writing process for it. But first, hey, Murder by Death. Hey. Hello. So let's start off with a song from the album. What's up first? Let's do... Let's do Only Time. I've had time Time enough To make up my mind How to say it right When times Got tough I made my bed Then I lay it was my chance My moment To take the reins To face the day Burn out bright But I faded away March these halls I do my time The reflection I see Is no longer mine My body rides with pain And to what end This place is changing me I don't know myself, know myself, know myself
It's a new one from Murder by Death. Only time, our guests in the CPR Performance Studio today. Quick introduction to the band. We've got Adam Turla on guitar and vocals, Sarah <laughs> Ballier on cello, Tyler Morse on bass, Diggin Togerson on drums, and David Fountain doing all of the things today on piano, percussion, mandolin, pedal steel, and backing vocals. The new album, The Other Shore, is out now. And it's a concept record that you guys are calling a space western. Take me through that story. Yeah, so that's just kind of a way to get people to think about it in two words to just say that this is kind of a different sounding record. And um, we basically, we've been doing this sort of like indie Western thing for 18 years now. And we just, uh, we're always expanding uh, the sound. And in this case, uh, this story sort of emerged as we were writing the songs. And as I started working on the lyrics of this idea of um, basically a dying earth and uh, two people, uh, one of them deciding to bail on the planet and hop on the next shuttle out of there, and the other one staying behind and being more, saying, no, 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 this, there's still a chance here, and then realizing very quickly that it was time to get get out of Dodge. And uh, so they sort of, the re- most of the record takes place, this one person chasing the other one across space uh, and spending a lot of time alone in a tin can floating through the galaxy. (laughs) It works out really nicely on the vinyl because side A for the most part uh, takes place on Earth. You know, it's kind of um, assessment of how things are missing that person who who has left and then side B is okay, I'm I'm going, I'm following. I'm gone, yeah. It's in space so it's a nice, it worked out really well. It's got, yeah, the vinyl format was perfect for this record because um yeah we basically started writing it and realizing and sequencing that uh yes yeah, side a tends to have like a more like americana-y kind of rootsy feel to it and we would just sort of like sneak in these spacey sounds to kind of creep into the the, the story essentially but musically and then side b is just full-blown totally different uh attack on the tones we use the instruments we're playing uh, the styles of the songs. Um, we sort of wore different influences uh, for the second half. It's it really, yeah. it was fun to write like that because you're basically like, is this a space song? Is this an Earth song? <laughs> and then you just keep working on it and making sure that it makes sense. Yeah, um, Murder by Death has that pretty distinct, gritty Western sound, but on the other shore, there are some different sounds. There's some synths and all of that good stuff. And I read somewhere that you said that you're kind of over that Americana vibe <laughs> and you kind of wanted to... Mm-hmm branch out a little bit more. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to be negative, but it's just, um, it's, you know, over the course of your career, you f- see a lot of trends come and go. And the Americana trend has been going maybe since like 2010, I feel like 2011 is when it first started popping up. And there's just a sound that you hear a lot. And there's just tons and tons of musicians that are u- using that sound right now. And I just feel like I've heard it at this point. And even though we've never just been like an Americana band, we just sort of dabbled in that. And we're always just trying to do our own thing and figure out how we can find our niche and, you know, stay interesting for ourselves and for listeners. And uh, I realized when I started writing these songs that I just didn't want to have another, I didn't want to have a record that would just get mistaken for, for all of that. I wanted it to be its own thing, you know, Love it or hate it or never hear it or never notice it. But I I just for I think for us and for our fans, I just felt like we needed to do something that was interesting and and fresh. 
And Adam, you're the the primary songwriter, and I've read that you will present the songs to the band, and they'll give you input. And if it doesn't make the cut, it doesn't make the cut. Um, how's that? How's that? And Sarah, how's it doing that on the other side of the songwriting process? Well, yeah, that's pretty much um, that's how it has worked. And and I did want to say too, in in response to the you know the the shift in tone, it's that element of of our writing didn't come from nowhere. You know, Adam has been well we've all been interested in you know kind of glam rock and spacey stuff from from yesteryear as well so like like you said adam our influence different influences are were are being worn on our sleeves for this record um and i thought and that's something that i've pushed for yeah um you know for a while is is let's do more of that that's that would be so fun you know and and so for me as someone who you know is getting is having you know adam bring songs you know i've i'm always like Okay, let's. I want to push this in a certain direction, and I definitely push this record in this direction. And I'm so excited about how it turned out, and I'm really pleased. Yeah, the um, I think the way that the the way the process that we use is we call it Dream Hammer, and the idea is that I will just pr- I will just play like I would play five to seven songs at a time, and it would be like a pass eh, or fail from the band and. Um, it was really like, it, it was interesting. I, I, and I said, we, we just didn't want to waste a ton of time on songs that everybody wasn't feeling strongly about. Um, and it was an interesting process. Um, and there were a couple times where, um, you know, I, like, I thought a song was really good and Sarah, like there's one where Sarah's just like, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. And, uh, and I said, you know, I was just trying to figure out like, oh, can I change it? Can I make it more? like what my bandmate is suggesting. And in the end, it was just the best thing to do is just scrap it. And, you know, maybe it'll find its place somewhere. Who knows? Maybe we'll record it as a B-side someday. I don't know. Nope. But <laughs> there you go. And uh, I guess not. And uh, But the they they bring a lot to the table, you know? If they're, if they're not going to give it their all on the songs, I just don't think it's worth forcing them to do it. Unless I really do believe that I've like written a masterpiece, then like you know I'll go to bat for it, if if I feel that strongly. But like I, I'm willing to listen to criticism of people whose opinions I trust, and I think it just it's better for morale to have that stance, so that I'm not just showing up and being like, "You do this, you do this." It just sucks. And how did how did this process help shape the story for the album? Well, so once once we had a group of songs that we really liked um a it it's kind of uncanny how it happens because you know we'll we'll be workshopping them in the in our little studio in our house and we've got a whiteboard and we'll you'll say oh this makes sense after this one i i like this feel the vibe blah 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 and, and we'll end up with a list in an order that we think makes sense and some somehow i mean the story kind of it emerges. It emerges, yeah, and you can, you can kind of weave that storyline and what's you find what's missing, you find yeah. what's overstated, and you and you simplify that, remove a verse, or you uh, change some of the lyrics to not reveal as much or to reveal more and to push the story along. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's editing. It's, it's just really constant fun. editing, and it's uh, you just you're constantly taking stock of what you have and what you're missing. And it's it's a really exciting way to write, and it, it's what keeps um, being a musician interesting f- 
to us for you know for as long as we've been playing. On, on that mark, you've been together for almost twenty years, and how staying together that long and writing for that long, how is this process like? This process seems to be working for you guys. Uh, oh, I think so. <laughs> I mean, and I hope <laughs> that the fans think so. I, we've gotten more positive feedback about this record in the early days of the album than we've ever gotten from fans. So I think it is working. And, you know, we've spent a little more time in this record uh, writing it. And I, I did a lot of prep work before I even presented the songs to the band. And I hope it pays off, you know, in, in terms of just honestly, just in terms of people being moved by it and caring about it and it affecting them. Um, but the yeah, it's 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 a challenge as you as you're a band for longer. It's like you you have to find new ways to engage people and engage yourself and, and your bandmates and. I mean, I just could never be a genre band who's just plugging away, doing the same style song for 20 years. I I just think I would have bailed you know, and just <laughs> and moved on to some other interest or something. It's just not um, that's not what appeals to me. Some people know exactly who they are and they're just like, this is what I like. I like like three chord punk rock and I, I just want to scream my heart out and just get up there and just put it out there every night. And I, I admire that because if you if that's just like who you are and that's what what you want to do, man, like that's all, like you're probably going to do a great job at it because that's all all you are. You know that that's your whole you're putting your all into it is what I mean to say. Yeah, there's something to be said for someone who really chooses a style and and constantly hones that. And I think that for something that I've realized about our music is that we're not really doing that so much, but I can find um, corresponding songs. For example, there's a type of song that we've been writing since the very beginning, you know, and I can recognize that type even in this album, mm -hmm. almost especially in this album. Well, I was consciously making nods to album or to songs that were written from like 15, 16, 17 years ago. Yeah. So it's instead of, you know, instead of, you know, uh, perfecting this tone or this lick or whatever it's I, I feel like we're really trying to continue to write a better murder by death song <laughs> if that makes sense and and, and, and we also talk about the universe of murder by death like because we have this sort of like fantasy element to a lot of our songs um there's i always picture it as being there's a world of murder by death and the, so the song has to fit in and there usually has to be a, i call it like a link song where it's like okay, well, if this song is out there and it doesn't sound like anything we've ever done, there needs to be at least one song that is like a bridge to get that new song into the universe. And so that's that's a huge challenge of when you're doing something that has as much variety as our material um, is, is figuring out how to make it, how to make it like make Does sense. Does it still make sense, yeah. And yeah. I think that on the last record, um, I Shot an Arrow, uh, we got a lot of positive feedback on that one, and we really enjoyed playing that song. And it kind of had a a more so spacey, glammy... It's definitely a Bowie nod there. Yeah, and I think that really opened the door for us to say, well, maybe we can do songs like this, and maybe that does make sense for us. But you never know how people will react. You never know. <laughs> it's the, and that's the thing is you're just... You put, you know, we put our hearts on our sleeve a little bit, and we put a lot of work into these, and you, you never know. Yeah, well, and the that's... Bowie thing, it's a good connection back to, like, the space... Right, right. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's get to another one. Uh, what's up next? Uh, it's called Traveling Far, and it's right before it's it's about launching into space and beginning that journey. 
such a fool Lost and alone I spoke your name out loud to the room Traveling far To be where you are Traveling far towards the brightest star. Lying on my back, eyes open, eyes closed. Imagine voices creak and crack Making fists, wiggling toes Traveling far To be where you are Traveling far Towards the brightest star death and this is our song alas maybe you're right i'm no good got a heart made of glass and a head made of wood let me make it clear when i'm gone i'm gone the night's just a night and there's no coming on When shall I return? I confess I don't know What's around the bend What's left to fall I could promise you the moon Up down with the lasso I need to stay But alas I must go Back in the starboards Find your old house I buried some things That'll leave you no doubt Something to prove Myself to you Half is a lie But the good part's true When shall I return? I confess I don't know What's around the bend What's left to unfold I can promise you the moon Brought down with the lasso I need to stay, but alas, I must go. Well, maybe you should move on, and I'll go it alone. Well, 
Out in the barren field where we first met Full of decay from a life in the red Hopes that I broke, the money I spent Couldn't make it work, couldn't even make rent All the people I forgot that I knew that I met Maybe my life will repay the debt I need to stay To stay, I need to stay, but alas, I must go. But you wanna need to stay, but you need me to go. I just wanna stay. And now I finally know. Murder by Death on CPR's open air with new music from the album The Other Shore. That was the opening track, Alas. And this album was made possible by a Kickstarter campaign as well, which you guys have done before. Uh, What's the process like for you, especially meeting goals uh, because of your fans? So, yeah, we we started using Kickstarter to pre-sell records in 2012, basically because we had already been doing that uh, through our own website until that, but before Kickstarter existed. Basically what happened is uh, years ago, we started putting out our own vinyl and selling it through our own web store for two reasons. One, none of the labels at the time cared about vinyl, and we did. And two, uh, we could save a lot of money by not uh, having all these sort of like middlemen, uh, and we could save money for the customers, whether it's for shipping or manufacturing or whatever, and also just you're not spreading it around as much. And so we ended up uh, started we started just doing, you know, promotions. Hey, we've got this new pressing of this album on vinyl. You can buy it through our website. And then when it came time to put out Bitter Drink, Bitter Moon, I mean, the record was done when we launched the Kickstarter. I mean, it's ready to go. It's in manufacturing. But we just said, well, why don't we just use this medium? Because it seems kind of fun. And we have such a community 
of fans that we thought we might be the perfect band to to utilize this uh, website uh, in order to just sort of get this project some visibility maybe and and it ends up being this thing where you know our our fans have made it very clear that they want to uh, help and support us continue to make music and this is just a way where you can kind of just see the whole project come together and they get to see a little bit more the how the you know the inner workings and everything and then and they can see that we're still hands-on with our with our own project if you know if somebody has a question about their order I mean, I'm the one replying to them like I'm doing customer service and it's a way that they can interact um, and express maybe tell stories and um, it's been great it's we've done three records this way it's been really helpful for us to um, connect more with the fans and also um, just have a it's a great way to start an album cycle off is wow all these people already are excited about this record and it's not even out yet and one of the the perks for donating on this one was the fans would be able to go and see you guys perform in a cave for this. Uh, how did th- has that happened yet? Yes, how we did, did two shows in um, what's it called Cumberland Cumberland Caverns, Caverns in Tennessee, and it's amazing. It's extraordinary. It's an amazing spot. We had so much fun, and yeah. So basically, the the fans who pledged got a ticket to. One or two tickets to the cave show, posters, vinyl, everything else. And, um, oh, my gosh. I don't think any of us were ready for just what an experience it was. I mean, we pulled up to the yeah. we pulled up to the mouth of the cave with our van and trailer. Well, first of all, the fans have to pull up to, like, a parking lot and then walk, like, you know, for five yeah. minutes through a forest to even get to the mouth of the cave. Yeah, it's like a ni- it's like a beautiful wooded hike, and then you descend. Um, if you've ever been if you've ever been on a cave tour or something, it's it's kind of like that, a little bit more rustic. You know, no handrails or guides for per se, but um, and then you just kind of turn this corner, and all first of a sudden, all, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you descend three hundred and thirty three feet. Yeah. Down. down. Yeah, yeah. You're going like down. You're going into underground. The cave. You're not just like walking into a room. Yeah, it's and it's, it's a quarter mile on, hike. Full on stalactites, stalagmites. Apparently, there's one bat. I never saw the bat, but I really wanted to. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> but there's you know this tranquil pool, and then you're you turn this final corner, and all of a sudden you're in. I mean, it looks like it looks like a a house of blues or something. There's like a a huge chandelier hanging from the top and seating and it's just beautiful it's crazy i mean like it's a just, cathedral yeah yeah room. you look down and you see the room set up below you with 600 some seats and yeah just cave walls the stage is a essentially like a packed mound of dirt and stone oh yeah <laughs> and it's all uh, dirt but they've got this really nice pa system the best sounding show i've ever played i think um the natural reverb because of the porous rock is insane. It's got, you know, it's got like a Red Rocks kind of vibe, but it's underground instead of above. And and then what's really incredible is that they've actually like installed bathrooms down there and like that it's crazy. I mean, yeah, it, the whole thing just took us aback. We we were so shocked at how professional it was and yet also very rustic and yeah, exactly. and crazy. Um, that was cool. We're, I think we're definitely, it's we gonna, all want to do that again. Yeah. It's probably going to be a thing. Cause it's just th- there. And then people would camp outside, uh, in this big field. And I guess they were like partying pretty hard and like skinny dipping in the river. And like, it's just this <laughs> wild, it just sounds like 
the, the even just from the fan perspective, the feedback we got was like, this is this is an extraordinary event. Well, you guys are no strangers to performing at pretty cool venues. I mean, we can just talk about right here in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the Stanley <laughs> That's Hotel. That's the big one. Yeah, Red Rocks. Um, and you guys have done that both both of those just this year. Tell me about these visits here to Colorado to these really historic places. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's something that we've been trying to do more of. Um, is You were asking, you know, how do you keep it interesting and how do you keep it going? And one of the things we've done is we've tried to really make each show special. And, you know, we've sort of curated this Stanley Hotel show. And um, that's just been incredible, the response from that. I mean, it's just an amazing it's very special for us to just come into the mountains to see the, you know, the the nature, the natural splendor and play a show for people who are really just there to see you. I mean, it's it's just us on the show. And, they're and just I always there say to... what I love about the Stanley show is that the we're I feel like we're like, you know, 25 percent of what makes that experience so good. Like, yeah, we're going to put on a good show. We're going to you know do our best. We're going to pull f- songs from our catalog. But what's really incredible is, you know, the, there's all these different moments that happen for every fan who shows up is, you know, the pulling up to the hotel. You know, people will tell me like, oh, there's, you know, I had to wait for 150 mountain goats or whatever to cross my uh, path, you know, or antelope or, you know, just elk up there. Elk. Yeah. And just. People tell all these stories of these crazy things that happen. And then there's this haunted hotel element, which people have lots of fun stories and their experiences there and getting spooked. And um, <laughs> and then just the fact that it's like this gala event where people dress up um, and, you know, it's sort of like a formal concert gala. It ends up being this really just memorable experience and the fans make friends with each other and then make plans to meet up again. And it ends up, again, that community element uh, that just we sort of happen to be like uh, just a reason for people to make friends and meet up again and go do interesting things. I I like that. You know, I like, you know, the concert is just part of the experience. Um, but there's so and, much more yeah, to offer Yeah, and Estes Park has been very welcoming too. I mean, there's plenty to do up there and that, you know, happens to be kind of the off season. So we really take over the town in yeah. ki- in kind of an awesome way. I mean, you go mm. anywhere and it's like, Oh, these people are all clearly here for. We've had a lot this. of local businesses thank us, and you know we've had some nice pieces written about how its shows are good for the town, and you know that's the sort of thing that you don't ever think about. Uh, you know, you, we're just trying to play a concert that's interesting, and then you don't remember that's like, well, yeah, that's right. This is this is a it's the middle of January in Estes Park, like business. It's nice to have business, you know. It's they so we're we're very happy to just be a small part of that and uh, just get to go up there too. <laughs> yeah, and you had your first Red Rocks show earlier this year. How was that? Incredible. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, we've been doing this for so long that I definitely feel a little bit jaded sometimes, and I was just grinning the whole time. I just felt like there's just this awe. It was incredible. I felt so lucky to be on that stage. Yeah. And that, you know, it just that feeling lasted through the whole show and it was really nice. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to see like the you mentioned the jaded thing. It's like it's interesting to to be a musician for a long time because you see so many people who just like it seems like they almost get to do all the like they get everything handed to them really quickly. But that doesn't mean that they also get longevity. And so when you have a show 
like that so late in your career that you get to go do something special. Your first impression is, oh, I always want to do this. Finally, we get to do this. And you're sort of like, you know, there's this almost this feeling of like that you deserve it. And then you get up on a stage like that. You're like, oh, I don't deserve this. (laughs) This is very, very cool. This is very special. Like, I'm just a very, very lucky boy. (laughs) That's, I think, the the gravity of the place uh, sort of puts you back uh, and gives you some perspective. We spoke right before the last run of Stanley Hotel shows, and you had mentioned, you know, digging back into your catalog. And I noticed at the Red Rock show you did that as well. How, how do you prepare for a show when you're digging back into the catalog? You're also doing this new album and yeah. remembering all of those songs that you're going to perform. It's a lot. And the crazy thing is I think people just expect you to know, like, everything you've ever recorded. And, and oh, some people do. But that's just not possible. And you, you have to prepare and... Um, what we do is every tour we select, um, like we've learned all the songs for this, uh, album, though we haven't played one of them yet because we, it's just, we're getting there, (laughs) but, uh, we haven't played it live. I mean, but, uh, we just select like, Hey, what have people been asking for that we haven't been playing? And then what are the songs that like you always get requests for? And you just try to, you honestly just try to make an educated guess every night and what do, what do we think people want to hear? You know, did we go through and play all these songs last time? Well, let's skip some of those and play some that we didn't. And, you know, just trying to keep it fresh for everybody. Um, you know, we're supposed to be entertainers. And part of that is being aware of, like, what you've already done. You don't want to go back to the city, like, every year and play the exact same show. Mm-hmm. It's just, And we do take note of requests that we get online, too. So, you know, we do see those Instagram requests and, like, things, you know, from Facebook. But there's also we're kind of limited just with, you know, tuning the guitar and which guitar switches and trying to make sure that it flows as well, you know. Yeah, you don't want to just be tuning between every song to just to do the request because at some point, like, the show's getting worse, even if you're playing the songs people yeah. want to hear. Like, you got to have, like, momentum. And yeah, we just we try to find, find a happy medium there. Yeah. We have one more for us now, Last Night on Earth. Set this one up for us. Super depressing song about uh, Earth sort of in its last days and... Uh, the, the narrator, all the things they saw uh, that they're sort of reflecting on their memory after they've abandoned the planet and just s- sort of a story of how bad it got.
last night I saw a husband cradle his wife I saw satellites fall from the sky I felt the hope that I carried inside Catch my eye Then I knew I was on
Last Night on Earth, new music from Murder by Death in the CPR Performance Studio. It comes from the new album, The Other Shore, which is out now. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank Thanks for having much. us.